back. Season two, Brian Burchette. We are here. <laughs> yep. I hope I hope you all didn't forget about us because we didn't forget about you. Um, and Ryan, we recently, not too long ago, got uh, a Facebook review feedback um, that apparently I won't I won't name any names and I won't dox anyone because we're not doxing here on this podcast. But apparently, some people don't like our long intros. <laughs> Guess not. Uh, they don't like uh, the the bitter banter of you know black and cheese talking about cinnabuns and cinnamon rolls. I don't get For it. For sure, I don't get it. I don't know why. Who knows, man? Yeah, who does know? All right. Well, with that in mind, let's just dive on in. Let's let's do this thing. This will be a short episode. First one, um, just easing us back into it. Um, so this one, we are talking about uh, the common phrase, the common moniker. Slavery was so long ago you know, parentheses and slash, I never owned slaves. <laughs> uh, kind of the, the statement that might be followed up with, you know, slavery's been around forever, even before the Atlantic slave trade. I shouldn't be punished for mm-hmm. what my ancestors did. Um, yeah. And there's just like, this is kind of just this big, I don't know, it's big kind of like, why are we bringing this up? Past is the past. Let's move on. I didn't, it's not my fault. It's not my responsibility. Um, it was so long ago. Um, why are you blaming me? So when, when you hear stuff like this, Ryan, what's maybe your first just emotional gut response? Kind of what 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 happens within you? Yeah, it just is uh, another one of those quips where I don't know. For me, I just am like, man, why won't you just think some more? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of what comes up in me. Like seriously, yeah. it's just like, why don't why do you have to think about humanity in such a small way as if things uh, don't affect other things? The amount of um, surprise I see in people's faces when I tell them, yeah, man, slavery puts you on a trajectory. Uh, It's like a, oh, oh, well, yeah. And then you're like, okay, but why do you disagree with the, or why are you saying that it um, was not like a why why are you saying it wasn't really that big of a deal but then when i explain the trajectory you all of a sudden agree yeah (laughs) there's a lot of like there's a lot of backtracking uh uh, it once once they think more and so my 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 gut response is like dude just just think more and i think emotionally this one doesn't uh trigger me emotionally as much as it just does like man americans don't know history and and don't think in historical terms hey i uh, read that one that one history book <clears throat> you know that has the egyptian on the front the pharaoh guy <laughs> it's like a oh, white dude, dude. You, know, you know that one in history class oh man i think i do was that one of the um, his arms are crossed Harper Col- his arms crossed like harper this? collins or like mick mick uh there's McDougal. like two <laughs> uh, yeah it might be something like that there's always like two two textbook companies that just have all the like minimize 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 uh of of like the bloodier, worser <laughs> parts of um, yeah. anything that's history that is a uh, non-European centric. Yeah, and even then, like I, I feel like I learned. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. Uh, but I'm like, I I didn't learn history until really college, and then I'm like, oh, oh wow, there were <laughs> there were things that happened uh, in, yeah, in this sure. nation, other places. Yeah, and I mean, I th- I think this in some ways this is connected to maybe I think there's some thoughts some rationale where some people uh will say like 
Well, and you know, in some ways, yeah, that that was terrible. Slavery was bad, but now you know, black people have it so much better here in the U.S. than mm-hmm. they would if they stayed in Africa. And there's almost like uh, this. That's been that's been told to me straight to my face. Yeah, when I was in high school. I remember that. Well, it's like this subtle, like, yeah, it was painful and bad and wrong, but it worked out in the end for the best. And and I was actually recently I was watching the the PBS uh, Black Church documentary. And they were showing some uh, of the original writings of a Muslim man, actually, from West Africa, <clears throat> um, who was brought over. And I always actually sit there, and it, this maybe gets some peering into the some of the white mind, <laughs> or the American mind, whatever you want to call it. The white mind, you know, is not the right word or triggers you, whatever. Um, but I think there was a part of me that was surprised to see that, you know, eloquent, that detailed of a writing from an African slave, because there's something in me, whether it's racism, whether it's history, whether it's whatever, that like you view Africa as these underdeveloped, not as advanced, not as whatever as we are here in America. And so even though slavery was bad, in some ways, there's like this weird saviorism of like, well, we saved black people from being underdeveloped and being black forever. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's in a lot of people where they, I think that might be more of an actual belief than, well, slavery was so long ago, you know, cause people always backpedal off of the slavery was so long ago. I don't think many people will backpedal when you push them on the idea of like, well, we're so much more advanced than African nations, i.e. more intelligent, right. i.e. whatever. Right. Um, and even for those of yeah. you listening, it's like, well, we are though like that. That's just a fact. And it's like, okay, maybe by a Western standard. Um, but that, that is using a, a different kind of parameter and standard on what, fulfillment is what uh the the good life is um you know mm-hmm. technology and advancement in the western way is not necessarily a good thing if anything has caused catastrophe in a lot of other places um for the sake of advancement here so regardless that's just something that kind of hit with me and i think because i think that's connected um where it's like well it's it's better now you know so it was bad but yeah that's like it. me cooking some like pork in china like rural china uh-huh. and then whipping up some rice and it's like man this is pretty good we we can just keep making this better but then it's like you just uh pick me up and take me over to panda express in america and you're like oh but look at this <laughs> this is much better than what you made and it's like bro what do you okay like i kind of like but it's panda not. express though honestly i do like panda <laughs> express too but i'm just trying to think of like more food things since no. our facebook reviewers don't like our food yeah i guess so. talk you know yeah no but th- i think that is helpful like i, I and not to say that we're saying America's worse or bad or whatever. It's just sure. we we, ha- we have to realize our lens and even viewing success, achievement, advancement is not necessarily an objective lens. It's a American Western lens that doesn't necessarily mean that's the truth, especially for Christians. Right. Like talking about fulfillment right. and satisfaction, the American standard is not necessarily what the standard is for everywhere else. Um, but that's that's a different conversation for a different time. Let's get back to slavery and talking about yeah. uh, perceptions of it. So I have this quote from Al Mohler. Uh, if you don't know who Al Mohler is, he's a big, prominent Southern Baptist convention talking head. He's the Southern Baptist Seminary's president. Um, and he's actually— That's the flagship seminary in Kentucky, correct? Uh, yes. I'm pretty sure it's in okay. Kentucky. Um, we, I will yes. mention Kentucky later as well. <laughs> um, but uh, Great. He's also, I think some people think he might be the next uh, president as well of the Southern Baptist Convention, which right now it's J.D. Greer. Oh, wow. Um, it's J.D. Greer. But when his turn okay. is up, I think they think Al Mohler will, will maybe win uh, the election or however they do it, um, unless it gets rigged. <laughs> well, <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> Let's be honest, it's not going to get rigged. They not don't use the they don't use Dominion, so they don't got to worry about it. Uh, so anyway, Al Mohler, this is what he says. Um, he when like referring to slavery, he says we must our own sins. We cannot repent of the dead. So basically providing some backbone and some spiritual language to the, it's not my fault. I shouldn't bear any responsibility. There's nothing I have to do with slavery, et cetera, et cetera. It's not affecting now. Yep. Um, For sure. And so in terms of like the general population and how we think of that, um, here's some statistics uh, for y'all. 85% of black people say slavery has affected the current reality of black people, with 60% of them saying it has had a large effect. White Americans, uh, 58% of white people in America say slavery has affected the current reality of black people. So that's, that's above the majority. But only 26% say it had a large effect. So with both those numbers, you see about a 30 to 40% difference in perception of how it affects. And I think even maybe in churches, that might, number might even be worse um, compared to the, the greater white population, especially white evangelicals. Um. So, Ryan, when we think about the effects of slavery, could you maybe put into context for us a little bit, like, how long ago slavery actually was? Because <laughs> um, I think people view it as, like, this was, like, almost back in, in Jesus' day. It was so long ago. There, there's not even close <laughs> to anyone that lived, you know, that was a slave that is living now, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but could maybe you put some of that into context for us? So, with the dynasties of Egypt, you have certain last names— um, uh, like Pharaoh Ramses or Tutmos or whatever, you can have these dynasties that last, or like the Nubian dynasty or more Semitic dynasty when the Hyksos were in Egypt, uh, that last a couple hundred years, and then they're done. Uh, but Egypt stays an actual nation in the power. Uh, for America, we're like a blip on the scale of how long nations have been around globally. Uh, we're really only, let's see, 1776. Um, we're about 250 years old, actually, yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a country. So that's wild. And then slavery uh, was 100 years after that. So only 1750. 1776 was done. 150 yeah. years since then. 100, right, 150 years since then. So that's um, maybe four grandparents, five grandparents back, and it's still there uh, here in America. And that's not even like a total dynasty for like one Egyptian throne or like one season of Egyptian like history, which is crazy to me. And so it actually is a lot closer than than people think. But uh, in our in our Western minds, because we're so historically short sighted, it feels like oh that was so 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 long ago. And that's ironic in church because, I mean, <laughs> Jesus showed up on the scene in like you know 33 A.D. is when he was crucified. And we have no problem with like jumping straight back to the early church and the effects of that mm-hmm. and, and talking about Constantine and how Constantine made the church a state run kind of thing. <laughs> but like, man, talk about talk about slavery. And it's like, oh, that doesn't that doesn't <laughs> pass. And it's the like, past, whoa. OK, no effect. Right, right, right. So 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 slavery and all its friends are actually a lot closer um, in our recent history than. Uh, when you scale that to other nations oh, yeah. of the world and things that they've done. Yeah, well, and that's, and that's just like slavery, like in America. America had right, other things slavery. other than slavery that affected black people. Um, and even like thinking of like the Emancipation, Emancipation Proclamation, 
Um, I actually like did a lot of research on this and it, it kind of looked into like how states work this out because it didn't happen. It didn't sweep across the nation all at once. Like once it was proclaimed, it wasn't a fact. Like that wasn't just the reality. It took a while in some places. That's why Juneteenth is even celebrated because it was two years after the fact. <clears throat> um, but even speaking so, uh, some states like symbolically decided to resist affirming the amendment. So it was in practice, slavery was outlawed, but say, symbolically still took a stand. <laughs> So to give right, you some, like right. Delaware didn't ratify the 13th Amendment until 1901. So that was like 40 years after it. Kentucky didn't ratify it until 1976, like officially sign it into their their constitution. And then Mississippi didn't ratify it until 1995. <laughs> so 95, bro. It, Ninety-five. Obviously, that's dude. A, I was two years old. Yeah, obviously not like that. Slavery was continued until 1995, um, at, at least as in how it used to be. Um, but even these states, like you can see the the resistance, the rebellion to dignify, and then segregation was 55 years ago. Um, yeah, like we, we think about slavery and its friends, man. The friends of slavery. So like you think about like Emmett Till in the 50s. You think about like when black churches were bombed during the civil rights movement. You think of some of the lynchings that happened during then, and like literally. Right. That was just FBI taking out certain black leaders. Yeah, like Fred like, Hampton, and that was literally yep. just sixty years ago. So my grandpa was only was twenty at that time, a full grown adult. Yep. Nancy Pelosi was a teenager. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So the, the, think about it, the average age of our. Well, youth. where did you see that? Did you get that off the stolen laptop? Or did you... <laughs> hey, the Capitol's Sorry, long gone now. Okay, we are right. Oh, that was so we long are ago. In April, just January. Yeah, that is months. We we don't deal with that anymore. It's done. It's done away with. Um, okay, but the average age of our U.S. senators are is 62. Um, so most of them, on average, were 10 years old when MLK was shot, with some of them, obviously, 20 years old, 30 years old. So when we think about these things, yeah, slavery was so long ago, sure, whatever. There's no one alive uh, from the slavery era, sure. But in terms of segregation, Jim Crow, and different things, there's a lot of our policymakers that are still alive today and that just recently died. So if we think about the modern era and we think about what we're worried about as Christians with atheists and secular and communists and socialist people, having those ideologies will impact their policies. That's why we're so scared of them, because we know that their ideology, what they think about the world, will impact how they vote in Congress, will impact our laws, will impact the future of our kids. But yet, when people are racist... That didn't affect any of our policies or Congress, and there's nothing that really residue that carried over. We're worried that my dad, in some ways, and other people, he's not as much anymore. He's gotten out of it. We're worried that you know Joe Biden or socialists will not – he's not worried about us. He's worried about maybe our future kids and our future kids' kids. So we all understand that people with certain ideologies who enact certain policies can have residue and effects that carry on to, into generations. But slavery and segregation, that just ended when it ended. You know, there's not residue uh, that carries on. And so it's just kind of one of those things where it's like we could keep sitting here talking about the policies. We could talk about like how things carry over, you know, how we all still worship being World War II winners and always remember World War II as if it impacts today. Um, How 9-11 has impacted our foreign policy and and instituted even Muslim travel bans because of 9-11 and different things like that. We let all these other past things impact us. But again, we're not politicians. We're not here to talk about that. So maybe, Ryan, we can talk a little bit about the Bible. Um, when you think of, you know, maybe generational sin, inherited sin, all these things we're talking about with slavery, where it's like, I didn't do that. That was my ancestors. That's not my fault. There's nothing. There's no responsibility in that with me. What, what kind of brings to mind in the scriptures or anything you can think of that maybe would speak into this kind of issue? 
dude this is uh um actually pretty close to what uh uh, we're going through in my high school group right now. Uh, so I just taught on Josiah, King Josiah last year or, uh, last week, um, on our Tuesday night high school group. And Josiah started reigning when he was eight in the Southern kingdom of Judah. That's nuts. Post, uh, I know <laughs> that's I, nuts. nuts. Like talk about perfectionism issues from a young age. And I think it actually ended up eating at Josiah, but the text doesn't say, but I've got my theories either way. Josiah, when he was 26 in his 18th year of reigning, ended up finding a book of the law that his secretary had to translate in the ancient Hebrew because by then Judah probably was speaking some form of Aramaic or uh, they just weren't trained in the uh, scribal Hebrew, like the uh, intensity needed to understand the original language. They might have been adopting other Canaanite languages or ancient Near Eastern Semitic languages by that point. And the high priest couldn't even read it. So the high priest, the guy who's supposed to do the Day of Atonement, who's supposed <laughs> to kind of be like the spiritual advisor to like all of Israel and the king, the, the king, prophets, and priest relationships were all just trashed. So then Josiah had to have a secretary read the first five books of the Bible. We think a copy of the Old Testament, you know, uh, specifically up to um, Deuteronomy, so uh, the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers, nice. all of those. Um, and... What does Josiah do? Does he say, oh man, looks like we got ourselves in this place um, uh, just uh, on accident and, you know, things are fine now. Nope. He tears his clothes. He starts a uh, statewide repentance. He, he cries out to the Lord and he's like, oh God, what have we done? Hmm. And he says, what have we done? Hmm. Not what have I done? What has my forefathers done to us? He just goes, what have we done? And he kind of absorbs the fact that Israel's in sh or Judah is in shambles. And he knows generationally what has happened is that he has inherited not loving the law and not loving the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength and not loving neighbor. So he repents. Uh, he's the king and that's part of his role. But not even a second goes by we see in the text that he doesn't just tear his clothes and cry out to the Lord, what have we done? Uh, when your secretary, not your high priest, has to translate <laughs> the Old Testament for you and you're a king, uh, and Deuteronomy 17 says that kings are supposed to keep a copy of their law, you're in bad shape, and you mm -hmm. don't just start cherry-picking. You just own it and say, wow, I can't believe we let this happen. And I think that same energy could be applied to any Christian, especially white Christians today, that are thinking through, man, how do I actually repent of and and own the fact that i still come from the lineage even if i didn't do this i can still say man this is part of um the people i come from's legacy uh and i think josiah does that very clearly and and from that there is actually an entire generation that um gets to stave off judgment uh god decides for josiah to be able to sit on the throne for about 40 years and then we believe that those kids that would get exiled into babylon later would um become shadrach meshach abednego and daniel who would keep the faith in the midst of the babylonian exile so yeah and if that didn't happen we never have veggie tales that great episode oh um, my gosh so. if we never had veggie tales <laughs> bro i love the peas dude honestly i think they're the most underrated characters like whenever the peas play a villain it's my aren't it's they my always French thing. Yeah, and they throw slushies on the wall of Jericho, yeah. and it's what it it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Fisher. Phil Fisher. Appreciate you, dog. Yeah.
No, that's good. You know, I, I don't think, Ryan, that's about generational sin. I think that's about, uh, we need pastors that know the original languages, Ryan. Hebrew, <laughs> Greek. <laughs> Every pastor should take five years of Greek. How did you draw that line? <laughs> you just went straight for Because I've had seminary hammer into my brain up, bro. that we're all terrible millennials <laughs> who don't love the languages, and they're kind of right. Um, but what I don't know what they're They're right, because I can't afford to take Hebrew, too. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do anyway, it. But no. I mean, and the generational sins all over the, the Bible. I mean, you look at the right. Ten Commandments in Deuteronomy. Um, it talks about God punishing uh, or visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. And this is something I've, I've worked through in some of my like pornography recovery groups or uh, sexual addiction recovery groups where we talk about kind of generational sin and, and how the sins of your grandpa or your great-grandpa can be passed down even genetically to you. And psychology and, and some of the epigenetics have even shown this where, you know, my, my great-grandfather, Carmelo Mayo, um, who I may want to name my son uh, after one day, <laughs> not for good reasons, um, but he was a womanizer, addicted to gambling, smoking, drinking, anything, you name it. Um, and, and now my, my family has a history of addiction. I, I am predisposed, uh, to be addicted. The, the, the sin of addiction, the sin of excess, the sin of lust was passed on to me. It just was. And now I have a predisposition to it. And then also I engage in it with culture and different things. America also has kind of that. So in the same way, I mean, it's like, that's, that's kind of how racism is passed down. Laws are obviously carried forward. Um, and also seeing the note, like the old Testament with Nehemiah and Ezra, um, when they are going back um, to the land and after being in exile, they repent with the we language. Um, I think it's, it's Nehemiah even says, I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's family, have committed against you, Lord. Um, but they didn't, they didn't commit those sins that he's repenting of. It was his ancestors. It was 100 plus years ago. Um, and Ezra, it, it's been over 100 years since the Jews were in Jerusalem. Um, and the reason they were cast out of Jerusalem was because of sin. And yet they're still repenting of it and praying that I am ashamed and disgraced, my God, to even listen to you. It's that tearing of the clothes, this, the sackcloth and ash. Um, and then you see this in the Psalms and in Jeremiah and in Daniel. Uh, it's just literally all over the place. Um, so the fact that we can't, as Christians, a part of a Babylonian America, a great nation, whatever you want to look at it, if we can't collectively repent of the generational collective sins of old, then we are out of step with the scriptures. Like we're just out of step. We need to repent uh, of generational sin, of the sins of our forefathers, um, and also like the sins of ourselves that were passed down <laughs> through that. Like we're, we are probably perpetuating some of the things that, that they passed down to us. Even if we didn't commit the sin of slavery, we're hanging out with maybe some of slavery's friends um, because again, it gets passed down. So we said this is going to be a short one. Ryan, any any last words before we uh, log off? Uh, I'll just fact check myself. And <laughs> Josiah does actually include that the fathers have not obeyed the words of this book, but he uses us language. So I was half right. Good, because I we can't have another intro where you have to confess again, Ryan. So I'm glad you caught that by the I end know, of this I know, I can't episode. be wrong again. <laughs> yeah, I'm on thin ice. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll see you all next week.